Welcome to Bougie Boo, the podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you, Boo? I am doing okay. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, the holiday season and it's kind of cold, but you know what? I'm not going to complain. It has been getting kind of cold. Last night I went to the gym and I went out, it was after uh, nine or 10 and you know, it's cold in Southern California when you can see the fog in front of your mouth. And you know, I was like, oh, it's cold. (laughs) And you start breathing to see like your breath. Yes, I saw that. I was like, oh no. But what I was excited to tell you, boo, so one of my acquaintances, they went to the Black Pink concert, and I was Yay. like, I cannot wait to my booth. Lucky them. Like, I really wanted to go to that concert. Did they have a good time? She said she had a really good time, um, but I was concerned for her because, so the concert was on a Saturday, right? Uh-huh. And it was, it was a Saturday night, and it was Saturday afternoon when she was telling me that she was going to the Black Pink concert. But she hadn't bought her ticket yet. What? <laughs> so and how's she excited about going to this concert that she had no tickets for? So she explained that I guess there was a pricing difference between tickets that were like in random spots and tickets together. So uh-huh. her and her friend were like pricing the tickets together or not sitting together. Now me, if I go somewhere, like a concert especially, I would want to sit next to the person I'm going with, but maybe that's not important to her I don't know but I I thought that was living life like on the dangerous side (laughs) well it's interesting then why bother trying to price tickets with a friend then if you're willing to go by yourself you know what I mean I mean yeah if they worked out they could sit together but at the end of the day do they get together I didn't even ask her oh okay I just told her to have fun I just I was like, have have fun. I mean, I knew that she had told me, she's like, yeah, I'm getting merch for, for people. Like, let me know if you want something. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, that was nice of her, you know, uh-huh. to, to make that offer. But um, maybe like they were going together, but really didn't have to sit together. Well, that I mean, once you're at the concert, it's all about your experience enjoying that group that you enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, that you're that you really like. And I can relate to that on a whole level because with K-pop concerts, I'm pretty much the only person who will go, and no one else wants to go with me. So I do go to K-pop concerts by myself. So I talked about the Card concert a few months back, and I did go to that by myself. And I have no issue going alone to these things. And I had a great time. And, you know, and there's sometimes you sit next to people that you can talk about because they know uh, your group with because they know all the details like you do. And it's still fun, a fun experience. Um, but I'm glad your friend got to enjoy Blackpink and I would have been there. And I was surprised. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, first one, I didn't even know that the Blackpink concert was tonight. And I'm like, I'm surprised my boo didn't say anything about going to see Blackpink. Oh, I would have blasted that all over social media that I was going, <laughs> but I had a more important event. I had my sister's wedding that weekend. Oh, of course. Of course. You couldn't be like, sorry, sis, I can't make it to your oh, wedding. <laughs> Otherwise, she would beat me black and blue. That's the thing. So. <laughs> she beat you black and pink. 
<laughs> well, I would say black and pink, but afterwards I get the blue bruises. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. <laughs> we do not condone violence here at Bougie Boo's. We do not. We do not. But you know, you can't be screwing off her family. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, you can't. Like even I would feel bad. Like I don't feel bad a lot about about a lot of things, but I would feel terrible if I said, um, I'm prioritizing black pink over my sister's wedding. So. And I would even look at you like, are you for real? As much work as you put in for this wedding to, you know, help plan it and logistics and everything, and now you're mm -hmm. gonna miss it. I would probably give you a little bit of a, a guilt trip. Not sure you would have cared, but <laughs> <laughs> I would have, you know, given you a few words about that. Well, you're one of the few people whose word means anything to um, me. So. But um, <laughs> no, I'm glad I went to the wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. And so I just want to talk a little bit about it because I, I mentioned it in the last podcast, but I didn't really get to talk a lot about the details. And I'm not going to go into overwhelming details. But like, for example, the rehearsal dinner that she had was great. I had a great time at the rehearsal dinner at Seven Mile House in Brisbane, San Francisco or in the San Francisco area suburb uh, like uh, outside of San Francisco it's in Brisbane California and um it, they they're kind of like a Filipino uh western fusion kind of place okay and so what my sister did was she picked out a menu of i options for her rehearsal dinner for her guests from their main menu because there otherwise there's a lot of choices so it's so like, you know, I'm only giving you a couple, <laughs> like, hurry up, get this, you know, get your order in and don't take all yeah. day. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. She, you know, it was custom made and then they, the, they made a custom made menu for her and the guests. It says Marie and Jeffrey's wedding at the mm -hmm. top. And, all right. and so the items that they picked are really good. They picked a, a nice group of appetizers, main dishes, desserts, and cocktails. And, um, you know, they didn't really limit the guests. If you wanted more, of one thing you could you you weren't limited to just one dessert or one cocktail uh, and keep in mind my sister and her fiance at the time now husband were paying for all this so i was telling some people that i knew i was like she's paying don't go crazy on the alcohol now no. <laughs> i mean that's that's a nice gesture but yeah i i don't think i've ever heard of almost like an open bar type option at the rehearsal dinner uh-huh yeah. yeah so um well, uh, some of the items that I want to talk about was the fried calamari and they fried up some rings and tentacles and it was delicious, actually. The, I like the breading. You were eating Squidward. I was. I was like, <laughs> I was chomping on him saying, thank you, Squidward, you're delicious. <laughs> but they served it with your arch nemesis, garlic aioli. <laughs> yeah. On the side, though. But you know what? So aioli, because it's typically like you know like white uh -huh. I, I don't I don't care for aioli not trying to say <laughs> <laughs> but I will eat like a nice rumelade sauce and I know that mayo is in a rumelade sauce yeah. but because it has like some color to it it's a psychological thing <laughs> I know okay. and usually oh. calamari you can they they serve it with a rumelade sauce yeah, this one, yeah, was a garlic aioli with fries. And then they also, uh, I think something that would be up your alley were the sweet chili garlic wings. Oh, yes. Mm. As well That's as so the good. sriracha mayo wings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, light, maybe, maybe light sriracha mayo. So you would dip, you would dip the wings in the mayo? No, they kind of, they spread, uh, they drizzle the sriracha mayo on top. 
but it was more spicy than mayo-y. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You, a little side note here. Like, I know some people think that dipping your food is like a fat thing. <laughs> I've heard that twice. Like for fat people? No, they just, you don't have to be like a bigger person, but if you like dip your food, like say you want to like dip your pizza in ranch, yeah, people will be like, that's fat. Which is weird. Like heard, meaning you're a fatty for doing it or because it, uh, it's a fat? No, like you're, content, a fat, like you're a fatty for doing it. For, oh. But dipping your food in general. That's rude. <laughs> well, it's rude. But it, and I don't understand people's thinking for that because I'm like, who doesn't dip their food? Yeah, I mean, skinny people dip their fries and stuff. <laughs> I've heard that a couple of times. And I just I'm like, I don't understand people's thinking, but sorry. <laughs> sorry for that mini tangent. Um, then they had lumpia, which is basically the uh, term mini egg rolls, mm-hmm. uh, Filipino term. I like and those. And then um, chicken. Well, and then going into the main dishes that were on the menu that you could choose from: chicken or shrimp fettuccine, uh, the Seven Mile Burger, which is the in-house burger that they do, uh, the chopino, which is a great option actually. If and you're not familiar with chopino, it's an Italian dish. And it's usually a seafood mix. So it's a mix of, this one was a mix of Dungeness crab, mussels, prawns, clams, and whitefish in a marinara sauce. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, so you get a nice mix of seafood, and especially it's all seafood from the Bay Area. Fresh. And then grilled New York steak, and of course the sides that go with that. And then pork adobo with rice. And adobo is just basically a term for, and it's a Filipino word, but it's also used in a lot of culinary things where it's, basically means marinated something that's marinated in soy sauce vinegar and other spices maybe brown sugar um, so they had the pork adobo was really nice i tried that uh, and then i ordered the fried pork chops and it's not a regular fried pork chop. it was breaded more like a katsu mm-hmm. and it was really the breading was really light it was served with a uh, garlic mashed potatoes and mushroom gravy and a vinaigrette salad and i really enjoyed that dish and the the they give you two cutlets of pork chop and they were humongous those all those options sound really good. They picked some really good choices. I, I think so too. And then the dessert options that they gave us were mango cheesecake, Oreo cheesecake, pumpkin cheesecake. And the one I had to go with was the ube tresaches. Mm-hmm. We so know you, you like your ube. I do. It's like, <laughs> and then I love a good tresaches too, which you know in Spanish means three milks. So it's like a cake that's really moist and milky and with the ube flavor, which is we've talked about it before. It's like the uh, purple yam so it's kind of the sweetness of the ube with that three milky moistening moist cake yeah it was um, a, a winner <laughs> it sounds like your taste buds were happy and you were happy yeah. well then the cocktails were actually amazing too i'm not a really uh, you know big cocktail person but i, I indulged in a couple uh-huh. so um i had the the lychee martini and it had vodka, lychee juice, and fruit. Uh, and they had a nice big old piece of lychee in there that you could chew on. And then the guava licious, which my sister was like, you have to try that. And I did. And it was delicious. Rum deliumptious <laughs> delicious. So. Okay, Ned Sanders. Yeah. Scrum <laughs> deliumptious. <laughs> they had guava, peach schnapps, rum, and lychee boba. So yeah, you, I would definitely, if I went there, I would definitely get that as a cocktail starter once again. That sounds um, good. So yeah, so I, I, uh, kudos to my sister and her husband Jeff for picking that place, and everyone's taste buds were happy. <laughs> Not only that, but now I know where I have to go next time I'm in the Bay Area yeah. or up north. 
So, so we're to try. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we. Oh, I'm ahead. sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Boo. No, I was gonna say while you were visiting San Francisco, I was visiting Oceanside, but I wasn't sure if you were done. Oh no, no, I still <laughs> wanted to talk real quickly about my sister's venue. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So the venue that my sister uh had her wedding was the university club of san francisco and it was a very nice space and it's on top of knob hill so if you're, you know where san francisco and the geography of san francisco san francisco sits on so many hills right mm -hmm. and knob hill allows for a really nice view so when the it got dark in the evening and there are big open windows looking across the city from where my sister was getting married and the reception was and you could see the city in its full view with the lights and everything it was very beautiful however staying in that area because our hotel is right across the street from the university club mm -hmm. since we're on top of knob hill just to get anywhere you have to go up and down the hills and of course going down is not a problem but just to get coffee i was out of breath coming back up to the hotel <laughs> You're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it was. And then you see everybody like huffing and puffing, like the tourists huffing and puffing, and only their kids are run, running up the hill having fun. <laughs> You're like, I'm not built for this. I am not. Oh, no. So I was like, I'm just trying to enjoy my coffee, but I almost lost my life trying to have this coffee. <laughs> Speaking of being out of breath, a little side tangent. I, I recently interviewed for a um, major game show. I shared this with you, Boo. Yes, you did, Boo. And in the interview, I had to simulate, you know, like I was being called on stage. Well, I was out of breath <laughs> <laughs> because I had to jump up and down and exert all of this energy. And then when they finally started asking me questions, I answered them, but I was breathing extra hard. So I feel for you, Boo. <laughs> I too have been recently out of breath. Well, imagine doing that, trying to go up a big old hill in San Francisco. <laughs> this was on flat ground for me. <laughs> you know what, you know, you know what I look like? Because um, you brought him and once you said game show, climbing up the hill, I look like the little guy trying to climb up the Matterhorn on that Price is Right game. I should have oh. just worn my later hose and try to go up that hill. Well, thank God you did not go over the hill, right? No, you yes. survived. <laughs> you were a winner that day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the University Club is actually a club where people pay membership. It's kind of like uh, one of those old-timey clubs where the old white man oh. will pay to smoke their cigars, but they open it up to people for weddings and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, like some notable members have been like the conservationist John Muir and president, uh, former president Herbert Hoover. Mm. They've been members, but like I said, it's a beautiful venue. And then the um, coordinator who was associated for the venue and helping my sister, she's really cool. I really enjoyed talking to her, but I would ask her, Hey, this building's so old looking. It's very beautiful. Are there ghosts in here? <laughs> you know, I'm fascinated. By we that. know how you feel <laughs> about that. Ghost and, hunting. I had to ask. And so she's like, I haven't had any experiences, but then she was relaying like experiences that staff have told her that they've had. So like during my sister's wedding, I'm like looking around corners waiting for ghosts. <laughs> we, we don't want ghosts to crash your sister's wedding. Maybe no, the reception. <laughs> well, <and> then, <laughs> but just, yeah, I was like uh, hoping I would experience something supernatural or paranormal. But uh, of course, I, again, I want it too badly. So they're like, no, we're not going to give it to them. Oh, maybe next time. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> and then uh, 
yeah, the last thing I'll say is that my sister really picked some great vendors, like for flowers, cake, desserts, DJ. They were all very professional, very friendly, very cool, and did a great job. And the bartenders, they, for once, they actually had Midori Sour, which is the drink that I like to drink. I know it's a lightweight drink, Who but cares? it's delicious. No drink and, shaming over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people tend to, when I say I drink that, they're like, that's not a drink. You know, but I'm like, it is for me. No, I guess the drink that I'm drinking, thank it's you. Delicious. <laughs> but you know, they actually had the Midori to make my drink. So I was like, oh my God, praise Jesus. I'm gonna <laughs> give you a tip now. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just want to say that her wedding went flawlessly. And because she and her fiance or husband now paid for everything, no one could tell them anything, right? Because yeah, like it is my money, thank you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> So it's like anything they wanted or they wanted to pick, they did. And no one had any right to tell them what they could or could not do. Not heard that. <laughs> I mean, it causes less stress to the day of. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Because everything's going to go seamlessly. And you met with your coordinator. You tasted all the food, I imagine. And no one's going to say yay or nay. It's like, just show up, be happy for me, and go home. <laughs> <laughs> And pretty much that's what happened. Well, that's good. I'm happy it was a great ceremony for the new Mr. and Mrs. So while I was at the Bay, tell me about Oceanside, boo. Yeah, we were like opposite sides of California, <laughs> north and south. So, you know, boo, and I've mentioned it before. So I love water, but I cannot swim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty to look at and watching the waves and the motion of the water. It's relaxing. And I was feeling like pretty tense like in my spirit it was weird so I was like you know what I need to like get away for a couple of days um and so normally I visit Carlsbad or the La Jolla area and you know uh -huh. this boom I've yeah. talked about it before on the podcast but this time I decided to go to Oceanside I didn't realize how close Oceanside was to, was to us it's not that far no, it's not that far, actually. <laughs> Just right down the five, right? Yeah. Well, and I was like, well, the way I went, it was um, the two, 215 to the 15. And then it'd be <laughs> now we sound Californian. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and when I got off the freeway, like I was like, oh, I'm already getting off the freeway. So I was like, how come I have not visited Oceanside more? So I, I'm happy that I picked Oceanside and I can't wait to go back. But for our boo-boos out there who are not familiar, and because me and my boo are educators, you know, we always try to educate you a little bit. So <laughs> Oceanside is a coastal city in Southern California, and it is known for Palm Dotted Hearted Beach, Harbor Beach, excuse me, and um, it has marinas and shops. So it's a cute little like surf town. And I stayed one block away from the beach at a Marriott property. You know, I love my Marriott properties. <laughs> <laughs> and, and real quick, uh, shout out to Elena. So she upgraded my room to an ocean view. And she also hooked me up with an appetizer to Hello Betty, which is like their restaurant adjacent uh -huh. to the hotel. And it has a rooftop bar. So you Thanks. have like views of the ocean. I was like, thank you. Thanks, now Elena, for hooking up my boo. <laughs> But you know what? And I started laughing at myself. I said, this is the auntie in me, the old lady in me, you can call it whatever. So this particular hotel, right? They have balconies in on the ocean view room, but the balconies are so low. Like I could see someone maybe having a party on the balcony and like accidentally falling over. 
or if a child is on the balcony playing and all of a sudden, you know, they fall over or something. So I just couldn't believe that this balcony was so low and it was accessible because most hotels, you can't open the window fully to like go, you know, out the window. So that was just kind of interesting to me. That is surprising these days because a lot of hotels want to prevent people from committing suicide, sadly. So they don't give people access to things like that. Well, and that's why I'm purposely not saying the name of this hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it was a Marriott property. (laughs) Even when I went out on the balcony, because I did take a picture and I admired the beauty and, you know. Well, if you have a fear of heights, is it scary to be out there on the balcony? Um... It could be. So I kind of have a fear of heights when it gets too high. But this particular hotel is not like a giant hotel. I think it's like seven stories at the max. So, I mean, I was out there. Now, I'll tell you what I was kind of fearful of. I wasn't fearful of the heights. I was like, is this balcony sturdy enough to hold me? (laughs) I'd worry about that too. Not, Not that I'm this, you know, gigantic person but at the same time i don't want to be standing on a flimsy balcony and then well, you also don't know like how often they do maintenance to make sure that things are secure it, well it, judging by how low the gate was not the gate but the barrier uh-huh. you know it's kind of like the balcony looked flimsy it was pretty but it looked flimsy it wasn't like a quality constructed balcony it was just like this little block of cement with like two little mini chairs and a mini table and I didn't even want to sit on the balcony because I was like, um, <laughs> this doesn't look secure. No, could you imagine you're just trying to chill on the balcony and next thing you know, you're on the ground. <laughs> and at least I went admiring beautiful scenery. That's true. You saw a good view before you went. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Elena, for that upgrade. I, I really appreciated it. And then, um, while you were eating up north, boo, I was, you know, eating down south. <laughs> well, you know, we both got to eat wherever we is. So. Okay. <laughs> so, hello, Betty. Um, like I said, it's a rooftop and it's adjacent to the hotel. And I ordered the bomb fries, which is a bed of fries topped with black beans, cheese, guac, cilantro, Betty sauce, which is almost kind of like their secret sauce crema and then I added carne asada to it and those are pretty good so basically like nachos but instead of chips you had the bed of french fries and then I ordered one shrimp street taco on the side and then the taco included cauliflower elote pico de gallo coriander lime aioli which I asked for on the side (laughs) because you know me and aioli were not tight like that I I Tasted it with my pinky, just (laughs) because coriander lime, you know, that's an interesting combination. And it was good. It was decent. And then it was served on a blue corn tortilla. So I really um, enjoyed that. It was good. The bomb fries didn't finish at all. It was a huge serving, but I would go back to Hello Betty. It's really good. And then for dessert, I didn't stay at Hello Betty for dessert. So I decided to... um, walk a block like toward the beach and i went to high pie for dessert okay. do you know about high pie boo I, i've heard of them i think so what'd you have so high pie is the top gun house so if you that's, watch right. that's gun, why i've heard of it you're mm-hmm. right and so the house has a lot of charm and has a cute patio area to enjoy your dessert you know while eating 
your well while eating your fresh pie you can kind of sit there and enjoy the breeze and listen to the waves and things like that um fun fact high pie was developed by tara lazar and she's from palm springs so she's kind of almost local to us so i thought that that was cool um i decided on the trio which included three mini ham pies with any flavor of your choice one interesting flavor that they had on their menu government cheese (laughs) (laughs) i did not taste the government cheese ham pie because i felt like that wasn't a dessert because i was like "Mm, no i wanted something sweet after eating you know the savory salty stuff so i decided on lemon strawberry rhubarb and cherry nice traditional flavor yeah and if i remember correctly the trio was it was kind of expensive it was nine bucks were they sizable hand pies they're like just picture like the palm of your hand and then Uh draw like a square in the palm of your hand so they're kind of small yeah and i was like oh and i I, satiate your dessert needs sadly no (laughs) (laughs) i think it's more of a it's a tourist attraction because it's a top gun house yeah and it's pretty to look at but to be honest the crust was too flaky and delicate and normally that's a good thing in pie right but when you're picking up these pies it just like falls yeah. it crumbles I was say, not in a hand pie like in a traditional pie yes yeah but you need a sturdier crust for a hand pie and i was kind of disappointed i was like uh, but at least i can say i went to the top gun house and i took pictures i'll i'll show you pictures too so i was i was living my best life at the top gun house eating pie <laughs> <laughs> my expensive nine dollar pie <laughs> well you know again uh, just a quick tangent like i love the pie hole in la mm-hmm. and their pies are ridiculously expensive like one slice i think is now i don't know nine or eleven dollars mm. for a slice that's like a pie whole pie or two whole pies in some yeah. places but well, they do have really unique flavors like the earl gray tea pie is one of my favorites mm-hmm. Um, the Mexican chocolate pie is really good too. Uh, but I also relate to the fact that you're charging, they're, they're charging these exorbitant prices, but the pie slices are small. You're not getting a mountain of pie. <laughs> Remember back in the day, Boo, when a whole pie at Marie Callender's was like $4.99? Look, during the <laughs> sale too, like the sale, let me tell you, my family looks forward to that. Every February and October are the pie sales at Marie Callender's. And so we like know they're going to be on sale. And like you said, $4.99, $5.99. Then they became like $6.99. Like, wait a minute. Hold up now. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What is happening? Yeah. So this last sale in October, I believe they were $10.99. And then now they have a tiered system where the fruit pies are the cheapest at $10.99. Then your cream pies are at eleven ninety nine, and then your more luxurious pies are twelve ninety nine or whatever it is. So you know we living in some hard times right now. I feel so old telling people like I was alive when Marie Callender's pies was four ninety nine. <laughs> well, we were alive when they were doing what like um, thirty nine cent cheeseburgers at McDonald's every Sunday. The max was twenty. <laughs> yeah see (laughs) i remember we would go to church and then on some sundays after church we would go to mcdonald's and we would order 20 cheeseburgers only because so we were a family of six 
So it's kind of like you almost needed 20, especially, yeah. you know, for my dad small, and my brother. Small. Yeah. So, oh, man, those were the days. You have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, same with like, because, you know, I'm uh, Catholic and during Lent, my family would take advantage of the McDonald's filet of fish deals. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, I think it was like uh, two for three, you know, and now these days it's like two for six. Like, what happened? <laughs> Speaking of Mickey D's, though, because, you know, the Big Macs are, like, so expensive. I don't even know how much a Big Mac is. But lately, I've been trying this hack, and it's it's actually, it's pretty good. So, you know how McDonald's has, like, the two for three ninety nine, uh-huh. And you can get, I think it's a McChicken, a McDouble, McDouble. Um, the four-piece nugget, and something else, I think, maybe. I don't even know. But, so what I've been doing is I'll go and get the McDouble and the four-piece nugget. But to the McDouble, I'll add mac sauce and lettuce, and it tastes just like a Big Mac Big without Mac the extra bread. without the extra bread. So mm-hmm. I get that for like it's like five twenty five with tax. <laughs> so there's a hack for you, boo boos. <laughs> put, put mac sauce in your McDouble, and you got you a a Big Mac without the calories and the extra dollars. Well, thanks for that tip, boo. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, the thing that's crazy too. I know we are, we've got really gone on the tent, but like. <laughs> the the burgers have gotten expensive and they've also gotten smaller like and people say no you just got bigger i'm like no Mm -mm. when i was a kid this stuff was much bigger it was the meat was bigger the bread was bigger everything so i'm like don't tell me that just because i'm bigger it looks smaller no it's smaller (laughs) if i measured yesterday's burger to today's burger you would see the big difference and even just now because i used to love 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 the ultimate cheeseburger from jack in the box Mm -hmm. and it really was the ultimate cheeseburger it was this huge burger full of meat and cheese that's all if you're a meat and cheese person that's it that thing looks like a mini cheeseburger now and they're still charging more for it you're like "Mm -mm, no i stopped eating it yeah i no. Plus, it used to be really greasy back when people didn't care about their health so much. <laughs> like a special occasion meal. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, so after I ate my pie, I just, I went back to the room and relaxed. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time in Oceanside. So thank you, Oceanside. And again, thank you, Elena, for that upgrade. But on the way back home from Oceanside, boom, I stopped at a winery. Fazoli Winery in Temecula. So me and my, me and my homegirls, hey ladies, we we decided to have lunch in Temecula, and it was kind of like our holiday lunch, and we wanted to have it early before everybody's schedules got too crazy. That's a good plan. Yeah, and before it got too crowded, so we decided on Fazoli Winery, and we chose Fazoli because it's a Persian-owned winery, and also it's a less popular winery in Temecula meaning it's not like on that main strip right there and you know what i discussed a couple episodes back about going Uh to wineries that are are too crowded we just can't do it anymore but see you know the problem is now boo now that you've graced that winery with your presence people are going to be showing up (laughs) good for the owners but it's like (laughs) y'all now you're just gonna have to bring your uh uh, your business and your clout to other places My friends were laughing at me because <laughs> when we got there, I told them that we needed to leave by 3.45 p.m. 
And they would look at me like, why? Okay, and I grandma. Said, <laughs> I said, y'all, it gets dark by like 5 p.m. And the location of this winery, because it wasn't on the main strip, it was like in the unincorporated part of Temecula. And I told them, I said, I'm not trying to have Jeepers Creepers swoop down <laughs> and snatch me up in the air. That's not happening. Drive down that road with his big old truck, <laughs> trying to run you off the road. <laughs> Mm-mm. I said, the sun sets like at 420. So we need to be like exiting this area by like 345. And they were like, well, now that you put it that way, that makes a lot of sense. I'm telling you, boo, if you see the winery itself is pretty, but outside the winery, you know Jeepers Creepers lives out there. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh man. But um overall, we were really pleased with the winery itself. Very beautiful, very good kitchen. Uh, the menu. So it's really cute because the food side of the menu, it's titled Baba June's Kitchen. So Baba June is the head chef. And I decided on the saffron shrimp wrap for my entree, my lunch entree. And it came with saffron shrimp, saffron rice, mixed with Shirazi salad, mixed greens, and a massive muzir sauce in a spinach tortilla with a side pseudo salad. So a really flavorful dish, but it wasn't heavy, which I like. Um, and for our boo-boos out there, a master mosier sauce, if you're not aware, it's a delicious yogurt dip made with Persian shallots. And so that sauce to me made the wrap. I actually asked for extra sauce and our server that day, let me just tell you, I, I was like looking at him. He looked like Travis Kelsey. And now if you're football fans out there, y'all know Travis Kelsey plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, cute man, fine man. <laughs> and when I told the server, I said, you look like Travis Kelsey. And he said, oh, I don't get that, but I get Jack Harlow. I don't think really? Jack Harlow, I don't think Jack Harlow's cute, but. I well, because I don't think Travis Kelsey and Jack Harlow look alike. Exactly. But he had a hat on. So he said, if I take my hat off, I look like Jack Harlow. But with that hat on, he, to me, he looked like Travis Kelsey. Um, um, isn't, isn't Travis Kelsey with a sister? He is or was, I can't uh-huh. confirm that, but that gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> that encourages me. Hey. <laughs> Again, real quick, another side note. Remember, <laughs> you know, we have, we love our Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Ava in a more recent episode was saying she's going to look up um, uh, Chet Hanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Chet. The, so the, the Black sister love for Chet Hanks confirmed. There you go. <laughs> You know, Chet's invited to the cookout. <laughs> so yeah, and then, um, so that was my entree, the saffron shrimp wrap, which was really good. And then to drink, I opted for the semi-sweet flight and it three pours for $25, which I thought was- That's reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. Um, for some reason though, so I know I got the Ruby Rose sweet and the Riesling sweet. And my mind is blinking on the third option. I even looked at their menu and none of the names like come to mind, but I know I got this in my sweet flight of wine. So, okay. Yeah. I was going to say it had to be a sweet something. Yeah. And it paired well with the wrap. So I enjoyed it. And overall, you know, my homegirls, they enjoyed their entrees and we had a really nice time. 
only thing about that winery that's potentially hazardous. So to get up to the patio dining portion, you have to climb like 50 stairs, <laughs> which is kind of a hazard once you're done drinking and eating, because if you're walking <laughs> back down the stairs, well, yeah, I mean, stairs and tipsy people do not make a good combination. And, I, and I'm sure they had a ramp there somewhere or an elevator somewhere. I didn't see it, but um, yeah. And then I, I will say that as we were leaving, um, a wedding was going to happen. So guests started to come and, and things like that. And there was a group of Caucasian men and they were like, hey, ladies, let's take some pictures of you guys. One of the guys took a picture of us with his phone. <laughs> and we were like what's happening because well, it was like one person had a phone and another person had a phone and I said wait does that man have his personal phone so somebody out there has a random picture of me and my uh -oh. friend jeepers creepers confirmed too <laughs> <laughs> and so yes I I enjoyed my my lunch at the Fazoli winery so you heard it there, booze. If you want a non uh, a place that's not so crowded, not so crowded, quality wines and mm -hmm. foods, then Fazoli's is for you. And you can even maybe try to look for Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's where I need to go because you know I'm always looking for them ghosts. I will. I will give you the <laughs> the address. I will shoot it to you right after this recording. Well, the difference is he's not a ghost though, because I don't. Yeah, I'm not trying to face Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> me neither oh gosh so well i know that you have been relaxing not so much with wine per se but yes uh you know now is the season tis the season for a hallmark christmas movie i'm so, <laughs> so excited for you thank you it's been the, the time of the year i've been waiting for and the funny thing is like i love hallmark christmas movies but i just cannot get into most of the lifetime christmas movies i try but i'm like they're not hallmark <laughs> you're like i need to see the little hallmark like, emblem on the right yeah. side <laughs> i try to watch those lifetime ones i'm like what is this off-brand oreo i'm not trying to eat this <laughs> the hydrox this hydrox cookies yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i just want to uh talk about a couple of two or three movies that i saw recently that um mixed reviews i mean i enjoyed them for the most part but some more than others my favorite one so far this season that i've watched but you know let me just say i've got a ton sitting in my dvr right now that i still have to get to oh man it sounds like a yeah. marathon Hallmark it, it marathon. is my dvr is crying <laughs> like, please please free up some space for me <laughs> but i watched uh, we wish you a married christmas and it started like for me it really is great if i love both leads in the show and the movie uh -huh. then it, it helps me really get into the movie a lot more uh, or even just one of them. Um, so, but that's why Hallmark, I think they know this formula and they use the same actors because it's comforting for their viewers to know that you can rely on X actor, you know? Mm -hmm. So this one had Marisol Nichols uh, and you might know her as Veronica's mom on Riverdale if you watched Riverdale. But, and then, uh, so I like her and I met her in person too. She was sweet. And then uh, Christopher Paloha, Paloha, wait polaha <laughs> i was going to say low it's l-a-h-a putting some he, respect on his name yes so he uh he's a perennial hallmark person and he's been in other things as well and i always enjoy him as an actor but the movie was basically about a married couple that was trying to they had a hard time connecting 
And so they were seeing a marriage counselor. And then she advised that they go to this uh, little cozy town and go to this inn there. And, um, you know, through, of course, through the plot, they've reconnected Aww. and all these little cute moments. And you just make you want to be like, <laughs> they were like drinking hot chocolate and snow. Yes. And, you know, there's an interesting supporting characters in there as well as you get alpacas in this one. Oh, <laughs> randomly. This is random, but I have yeah. a friend who wants an alpaca. They're so cute, though. <laughs> Just don't spit in my face Mm-mm. like a llama. No, please don't. <laughs> but I would recommend this one. I mean, uh, the, I think it, it was cute and it's watch, it watching them try to find the romance that they didn't lose they didn't lose the romance for each other they just had to remember that they, they had to reconnect because they got so busy with their personal individual lives mm-hmm. but slowing slowing things down they realize we really do love each other we don't need to be divorcing one another of course not yeah so, so and i think that's a, a good tip for people to step back slow down and then reassess and reevaluate before you immediately have a knee-jerk reaction to we need to split yeah like i'm leaving you it's like no think about our wedding day think (laughs) about what we said (laughs) so then the next one i watched was um you can tell probably by the name (laughs) christmas at the golden dragon so there was some asian-ness to it so i I, I didn't want to stereotype (laughs) i didn't know look hallmark did it themselves okay because the golden dragon is a chinese restaurant <laughs> but they had to whiteify it and put it in wichita kansas you know what no. <laughs> but since it, it like if the chinese restaurant was there the chinese food probably ain't good <laughs> well, I mean, apparently it's good to all the people who live in that town because the whole plot is it's a series of interconnected stories where everybody's connected back to the golden dragon uh-huh. and so you got like jane who is this older white lady who lost her husband who passed away and Aww. she's a regular at the restaurant they all know her and then veronica's her daughter and she's a successful cfo at a tech company but jane has a problem with her daughter because she feels like her she moved on she feels like her daughter moved on too quickly from their father's passing but you know they were both different dealing with things in different ways but they weren't talking to one another mm. but of course the golden dragon helped you know reconnect them <laughs> i mean hey food food does magical things it sure did <laughs> you know orange chicken has miracle powers even though it's not a real Chinese food <laughs> and then um there was like nate who was veronica the tech girl's colleague and he has two young daughters and his wife divorced him. And so he was trying to give them the best Christmas ever, but he overcompensated by trying to pack their schedule with too many things and they weren't enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And all they really wanted was for him to listen to them. I thought you were going to say all they really wanted was Chinese food. Well, that too. <laughs> you know, the golden dragon, they went back to the golden dragon. <laughs> but it also conveniently worked out because Veronica, the tech girl who I mentioned earlier, she's been trying to have a baby on her own and doing IVF treatments, but she, they've all failed. So then she started a romance with Nate who has the two daughters. Look at, God. Look at God. <laughs> oh, that is so romantic. Aww. And then there's love uh, connection. Love yeah, connection yeah. at the golden track over it all connected over orange chicken. Or was it this time it was what? Mushroom chicken? Uh, probably Kung Pao chicken. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, um, the people who own the Golden Dragon, they're Jim and Su Chen, 
and they you know they're thinking they were gonna they're gonna sell the restaurant and close it by christmas day and so they have a son and a daughter who they didn't tell this information to at, uh, until until they found out later and then they try to reopen the restaurant on christmas day for all their patrons who go there who are either lonely or have no place to go mm -hmm. so then they surprise their parents to say ta-da we opened it for this day for all our patrons who've been so loyal but the individual stories of their children rick uh dropped out of college and uh you might know him uh, people might know him as uh, uh, he's osric osric chow who's been in supernatural and a few other things so you you see him you're like oh i know who he is but he's um he dropped out of college and but he wants his real passion is to be a chef but he didn't want to tell his parents that because you know they work so hard at this restaurant and they want their kids to move on in life and not be associated with something like the food industry mm -hmm. so he had a hard time saying i really want to be a chef but in the end in the, in the end it worked out because he cooked for the day that they closed the rest or they reopened the restaurant and surprised the parents they're like oh you can cook <laughs> and he's like not only that but i'm gonna be a professional chef yes <laughs> and then uh romy is her daughter and she um usually comes back home to Kansas to help them during the busy week of Christmas for the restaurant. But they felt bad that they're always asking their kids of these, these things, their kids to do these things. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is not real Chinese parents because their real Chinese parents would not care if they felt bad or not about their kids having to come and work. <laughs> like, this is your duty. I yeah, exactly. care. You, now you gotta come and, and thank me. But um, so they, the parents were like, you know what? Our daughter wants to go to her boyfriend, her white boyfriend's house in Vermont and see the white family. So we're going to let her. I'm like, okay, that's not real Luke Spiggy there, but sure. TV, stop it. <laughs> but so she travels to her family, her, her boyfriend's family's house in Vermont for Christmas. And then it gets so stereotypical because she was raised watching Christmas movies. So she expected this family to do all the key white Christmassy things like mm. white people Christmassy. She's like, "Where's your childhood bedroom with all the posters of your childhood and you know things that you like?" Because it was very clean and didn't have any posters. And she's like, "But what about the eggnog?" And she had all these things preconceptions in her head, and they didn't do any of that stuff. They're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, and then she's like, "What about the big um, Christmas feast?" But you know what they ended up doing? They ended up taking her to the local Chinese restaurant in Vermont that they go to. <laughs> Which is kind of offensive. Because <laughs> they said, we thought this would make you feel comfortable. <laughs> Look at them. So both sides, they had like these preconceived notions. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> mm -mm. But at that point, she realized that she needed to be home with her parents. And so her boyfriend and her parents, with the blessing of the family, they left and went to Kansas to help the parents open that. Well, not the parents, but to help the brother open the restaurant for the parents and the, and the community. Uh, and then lastly, there's a story of Miguel, who was like the uh, bus boy slash delivery boy who worked for the restaurant. And he's been there with them a long time. And he's Mexican-American. And his whole little subplot was that he got into a lot of the top colleges in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You would assume it's like Princeton, Yale, and all those kind of things. And But he didn't tell his father because he was concerned about how he would pay for these colleges. And mm -hmm. he didn't want to stress his father out. So he had to... Um, he was going to do a very important interview for a scholarship. And the interview was with Veronica, the CFO tech girl. 
And he did a bad impression with her in the beginning because she was asking him the typical questions like, what are, you know, you have great grades, but what do you do for the community? Where's your community service? Mm -hmm. And he didn't have anything on the list. But then as the movie goes on, she was interacting with um, this elderly black man that Miguel helps out with. Okay, that town. was going to be my question. Like, <laughs> no, okay, you talking about no black Yes, there was people. one black person. But see, okay, here's my issue I was going to bring up with this. He got a delivery of chicken fried rice, right? Uh-huh. But And then, then Miguel's like, you know your doctor says you shouldn't be having it because your blood pressure. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my chicken fried rice. <laughs> Hallmark. We, we might need to write a letter not all black people got high blood pressure that's what i'm saying i was like why i gotta be the black person defying the doctor's orders and, and medically having trouble mm, hallmark i was i was riding with you i was riding with the storyline until and then there's an implication that because of the black gentleman lost his wife as well mm-hmm. and there was that white lady who lost her husband. There was an implication when they were helping out the Golden Dragon that there was something brewing between the two of them. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this movie deserved my comment. On this that. movie had stereotypes abound, but <laughs> there was still very sweet centered stories or connectedness uh, because, like Miguel, ended up showing because of all his duties associated with the Golden Dragon and helping people in the community that way he really did have community service, but not in the traditional way. So Veronica was going to give him the scholarship. Oh, well, <laughs> so, I'm happy yeah. it worked out for him. You know, it's our soft yeah. spots for students. But yeah, was a hard worker. <laughs> and he reminds me of like some of the really good student assistants we might have. Yeah. But so that was overall, it was a cute movie. I had some issues with it in terms of the cultural portions of it and how they represented some of our peoples, mm. between you and me. Um, but yeah. Uh, and that's why I watched it. I was like, let me see what's this going on here. Sanitized, sterilized version of who we are. <laughs> like, I'm not even Chinese. And I was like, what is this? What's going on here, Hallmark? Mm. And I, I was curious and I looked to see who wrote the movie because I was like, this had to be written by white people. And it was written by uh, co writers, a white lady and a Chinese lady. So, lastly, there was mm-hmm. another cute movie. And this was actually. The highest rated Hallmark movie, I think, and also of the uh, of the cable season, uh, a second highest compared to something else. But it was such a big ratings hit. It was Three Wise Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that movie, Three Men and a Baby, uh-huh. uh, if you're familiar with that one. But basically, these three brothers find themselves caring for a baby. One of them is a firefighter. And somebody left a baby right before Christmas, like a week before Christmas, at the firehouse. So he didn't know what to do. And he brought it home. And he had See, two other brothers. How you know that this is a movie because if people leave their babies, newborn babies at the firehouse, I would assume you call the police. Well, <laughs> and they, then I they guess, place the baby in like a foster. Exactly. Home. Well, they explained it, I think, because I guess it was too late uh, and into the holidays for them to summon somebody to get the yeah, baby come or whatever. Get the baby. Yeah. So he took it home to his mom to help him. But then she was going to help raise the baby, but then she got called because her sister got an accident and so she had to go tend. Well, she fell, so she fell and kind of hurt her hip or something like that. I mm-hmm. think that's what it is. So she had to go see her sister. So I too like, am also having some hip issues, <laughs> but that's another conversation. We're going to have to figure out some products to help you with that, boo. Uh, another discussion. 
but uh she so th- that took the mom out of the equation which left the three brothers trying to raise his baby mm-hmm. and so and the real reason i was really excited for this is because the three men playing the brothers are three of the biggest hallmark actors put together in one movie oh, and i was like what they, so they treat me all. They treat me <laughs> but andrew w walker if you see him you recognize him he's in so many hallmark movies tyler hines as well and then paul campbell and the paul campbell he co-wrote the movie with uh kimberly Sustead, who's another hallmark actress i love and if you know her, she was in the um, Nine Lives of Christmas and the sequel in 2014, and then the, the follow-up movie in 2021 last year, which I really enjoyed, The Nine Kittens of Christmas with Brandon Routh, former Superman. Uh, those two movies are super cute. But anyway, having these three distinct Hallmark leading men in one movie was pretty amazing. I think that helped with the ratings on that one, because anyone who's a Hallmark fan knows those are three of the big, bigger yeah. leads recognizable names and it's like yeah. what i don't have to watch three different movies to see them i get them all in one movie <laughs> so yeah it was a really cute movie and they because they the brothers were really disconnected from one another and then helped raising by we're raising the baby together they found that you know that re, they reconnected with each other as brothers and as a family mm-hmm. and they also learned to appreciate what their mom had to go through as a single mom raising three boys because mm-hmm. they had a hard time just doing this one baby together as three yeah. men they're like so, oh my god what's happening <laughs> they really understood the, yeah they really understood the power of parenthood being a uh, being a parent and um, how difficult it can be and so why you should be appreciative and it's funny because I've also told my parents that too as an adult I can look back and see the sacrifices they made or you know I of course I don't have children but the thing that I told them was I'm around the age uh, where they used to take me and my brother out to theme parks every summer mm-hmm. and you know when you're in your 40s you don't want to do, do those things but I they were doing do that, that for their children yeah <laughs> And I'm sure there were times where they're like, I don't want to go, but my kids want me to take them. So I got to take them. And so I'm like, I really appreciate them pushing beyond their, you know, energy levels probably to help us do these things. So my mom and my, my dad, they always say all the time, if you try to mistreat my grandchildren, I will come for you. (laughs) Because my parents too did make sacrifices. So it's like, uh uh-uh, you better not say any, I don't have any children, not at this time. But, um, you know, when I do have children, I know what's expected of me. <laughs> so, and, you know, I've heard too, that once you have children, you feel different. You feel different. You may be tired, but, you know, you, you want the best for your kids and you want to, well, some people. You would hope, like most people do. Yeah, most people do. You know, other people present that they got a child, but I'm like, then why'd you have one? <laughs> you know, what's ironic people. is. The, like the the character Veronica I talked about who went through IVF treatments, like there's some people who struggle just to have one baby and then there's people who pump out 20 babies and with no problem. Yeah, it's just, that's life, you know, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone has their story. So. But anyway, those are the Hallmark movies that I've watched so far that to less, uh, more or less I've uh, enjoyed. Yeah, well, no, thank you for sharing. So I have not been watching Hallmark movies because I do not have the Hallmark channel or I don't have the Lifetime channel either. But what I have been doing, Drew, I've been taking a page out of your book and meeting celebrities. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I cannot wait to tell my boo. So um, I had the opportunity to meet a couple members of the rap group Bone Thugs and Harmony. We're aging okay. ourselves here. 
No, I know, but see, because I was like, so immediately I'm like saying, see you at the crossroads. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Flesh and Bone and Lazy Bone. So at first, I didn't know who Flesh and Bone was. I didn't recognize them. Um, I did recognize Lazy Bone, but like one of the entourage people had to be like, no, that's Flesh and Bone. I was like, oh, okay. Like, hey. <laughs> Well, you know, I think I remember you posted on IG, you're like, uh, you know, help me with this. And then people are clowning and you're like, y'all. So I, some of the answers I received was the correct answer, flesh and bone. But then someone said skin and bone, which <laughs> is like, I was like, you know what, that's messed up. And I think they said that because you could tell that he has lost weight, but it's not like a sickly amount of weight loss maybe he has lost weight for like health reasons because back in the day he did have like a a chubbier face uh -huh. but another answer i received was milk bone i was like <laughs> <laughs> y'all are crazy but whatever so yes i did meet um flesh and bone and then lazy bone he actually has a lazy persona about him <laughs> like his name match his, his stage name matches who he is because he was like cool and laid back and he had like the typical like rap star outfit on he had like the kango hat and the shades and did he, he have like an uncle snoop vibe he did he okay. did and he had some nice louis vuitton sneakers on and i mean he was, he was cool looking uh -huh. um i saw wishbone which is another member of the group <laughs> but he was like super standoffish so i don't know if he was like not having a good day or whatever so I didn't ask him for a picture because I can just feel that he did not want to take any pictures. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay over here and like, hi, you know, like I see you, but I'm not going to approach you at this time because you don't look like you're in a picture taking mood right now. So, but yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Well, I know because my boo shared with me, she didn't want to post the picture, but she shared with me, she met Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa the Cult Jam. I also met Lisa, thank you for bringing that up, boo. Um, super sweet, super sweet, super humble. She's she's a little short, a little shorty. But it's, she's she's she, petite. Yeah, petite, there you go. But she was cute. And then like all of her crew, they had like these cute little bomber jackets, the army green bomber jackets, and then they had their name in red. It was cute. It was like a high school like posse, but you know that they were all older, so. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm. That's the one person I'm, and like envious but happy that you met because I would love to meet her myself. Like I'm a huge fan of her music, and I go. I used to go like every other year to watch her perform at the Freestyle Explosion concert with mm -hmm. other groups that I love. And she always puts on a great show, and she does come across really sweet and humble. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that that was your experience with her. But so I was like, next time you ha are aware that she's around, give me a call. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> I wonder if I take you home. Would you still be in love, baby? And then also um, the Head to Toe song. I like that song. Yes, head to, toe. head to Toe. And she got a little Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so those were some celebrities that I've met. So I was like, look at me joining the ranks of my boo. That's right. <laughs> well, we know. We attract that wherever we go. So. Yeah. We, and we you know, it's not like the first time you've met celebrities because you randomly go out and I'm like, and then I just see you post a picture. I'm like, she met another celebrity? <laughs> it's, you know, it's meant for us, boo, to be in that celeb 
realm, I think, since we're always just kind of like around them. Well, it's not even that. It's like, you know, we put out that kind of aura because people always say that we, you know, that hence we're bougie boos, but it's <laughs> like, it, 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 we don't, we're not full of attitude, but we pull out this confidence and we exude this confidence. We're like the flame that the moths come to. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I like your analogy. So, and then um, lastly, I wanted to say, so I'm going to do a quick little shout out. Okay. Shout out to Morocco's soccer team because they beat Spain. So randomly, I was getting my car serviced and they had the World Cup on and I was paying attention and it went down to, um, I think it's called penalties, like at the end yeah, where they're, uh-huh. okay, because I'm not a big soccer fan. Where so they, they had went, to the, the, the kicks. And um, Morocco, they beat Spain. And I was, I'm super proud and super happy of Morocco. So it's a country in Northern Africa. The mm-hmm. U.S. men's team lost. So I was like, I'll go for a country in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so I was happy, happy to see that. And they just looked like they were happy and celebrating. And um, I also want to shout out my friend and my sis, Crystal Johnson. She is uh, Arthur and she just released her book. So I just purchased her book. So happy to support her. So I want to give her her flowers and congratulate her. Congratulations. Her, her book a is, a, it is, it's available on Amazon and the title of it is Approaching Abba. So yeah. And I also want to say congratulations to my friend Adrian and his family because they recently opened a small business and um, they're vendors, food vendors in the city of Riverside. Any last minute things that you want to say, boo, before you get out of here? No, I think people are already tired of all my Hallmark love and just recounting everything I've already said. So <laughs> let's get on out of here and let people get along with their Christmas shopping that they need to be doing. And be safe out there, y'all. Be safe, because I've been seeing videos of people getting mugged and ran over and just, yeah, it's, it's rough out there, especially during the holidays. No. Yeah, sadly, I just saw a statistic that the hate crime rate is the highest it's been in two decades. Mm-hmm. And you would think with all this preaching of acceptance and love, it wouldn't be that way. But we're even worse than we ever were. Yeah. So let's go back to the simpler days of four ninety nine pie for Marie Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and 39 cent cheeseburgers. <laughs> Until next time, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.